As founder of New Capital Africa, I have met extraordinary entrepreneurs and financiers around the world. This gives my team and me unique insights into the opaque world of private and alternative investment in Africa in the 5 to 50 million US dollar range. We have partnered with the USAID Southern Africa Trade and Investment Hub, or USAID Trade Hub, to facilitate the efficient allocation of capital and trade between Mozambique, Angola, Botswana, Eswatini, Lesotho, Malawi, Namibia, Zambia, and South Africa, and the United States. I am Mark Taylor, and these are our stories. In this episode of the series with USA Trade Hub, I want to cover a topic which is really an important theme, and that's getting professional help. I'm assuming that you're not raising small amounts of money. If you're raising small amounts of money, you know, $100,000 to maybe $500,000, you may not need a professional to support you. But when you're raising $5 million to $50 million, it's really important to get professional help. We see a lot of people who come to us to raise money and decide to rather go the DIY route and do it themselves. About 10% of the companies we have offered to help have ended up in business rescue because they didn't go about it with a good professional team. So the first element of this theme is that the market for investors has been turned upside down by lockdown. And unless you have an extraordinary network and deep capital raising experience, don't try and raise the capital yourself. Use professionals. Rather focus on your business. It's not as if you'd ask a professional capital raising corporate financier to run your business. You rather focus on what you're good at and get someone in who can do what they're good at. So the vast majority of mid-market company execs simply do not have this kind of experience. And getting a good IM written is only a tiny piece of the process. So besides, if you think about it, who would you prefer to perform your brain surgery? The family doctor or a brain surgeon? You should use a great corporate finance advisor and one that's fit for purpose and appropriately priced for the amount you're raising. Great corporate finance advisors are very hard to find because the mid-market is generally underserviced and there's some very average advisors plying their trade. So it's important to do a rigorous background check on prospective advisors so that you can be confident in respect of the advisor's experience, their intentions and skill. To conclude this little tip, a cheap advisor is very expensive, a good advisor is worth their weight in gold. The next element of this is to be prepared to pay a reasonable retainer. This ensures joint commitment and alignment by both parties. The advisor makes their money out of successfully completing a transaction, not out of retainers. So while the advisor is taking the risk of success, the advisor should not be expected to take the risk that you might fail due diligence or have a change of heart or lack the experience to complete a transaction. You should insist on granting the advisor exclusivity for a professionally run process. If you doubt whether they can do the job, don't pay them any retainer, don't even engage them. If you don't believe that you can trust them with exclusivity, do not engage. It's important also not to carve out the investors you know or have approached Rather negotiate the overall fee and terms with your, with your advisor and pool all the investors with your advisor. The advisor doesn't want to compete with you as their client while you're looking for investors. You're in competition with them. The reason this is all important is because you've got to avoid 
investor collisions. When a deal is received by an investor from two different sources, they know the deal is being shot and they'll smoke you out. And fair or not, an undisciplined approach to an investor where they get the same deal from two different brokers or people making introductions for you, it signals that you're out of your depth and that you're desperate, even if you're not. And every investor with a balance sheet, most importantly, wants to feel that they are special and they've been approached by design, not through a multiplicity of people running around the market trying to find money for you. One investor we know puts all their shop deals, if they've been well shopped to investors and their senses, they put them at the bottom of their in-tray and when it gets back up to the top, they knock 20% off your valuation before they even look at the IM. The other thing is that running parallel processes without the involvement of your advisor leads to suboptimal results. If you lose confidence in your advisor, rather exit the relationship than run interference on the advisor's efforts. It's a bit like a marriage. The other thing that you need is competitive tension at the investor level, but you don't need it at the advisory level and you don't want to be competing amongst those people. You don't want competition amongst those people who are trying to raise capital with you or else you fragment your efforts and the team's efforts. And to use a football analogy, it's a bit like the team manager incentivizing the goalie to score goals and the forwards to protect the goals. Everyone starts doing the wrong thing. It's important that you have a really good information memorandum which ticks the financial and, and regulatory boxes. It needs to look good, but critically, it must have an elegant and compelling storyline. The IM is the preserve of a good advisor and people who really understand what investors are after. Finally, if you have shopped a deal far and wide, most investors will not want to try and sell something that has passed its shelf life unless you're prepared to pay a notable amount of the success fee up front because the probability of them earning a success fee on a successful completion has been significantly diminished. On the next podcast, we will cover deal prosecution and why it needs to be disciplined, fast and accurate. If you want to find out what the USA Southern Africa Trade and Investment Hub and New Capital Africa can do to help grow your business, please connect with us through the details in the podcast description.